Welcome to the talk with Micah and friends. As you know, this is our very, very, very first podcast show, and I would like to say welcome. Thank you so very much to all of you who are currently listening to the podcast show. Again, as I said before, this is my very first podcast show, and I'm just going to give you a breakdown. I'm just going to let you know how this thing rolls, what we're going to be talking about, what's going to be going on, what it's all about, the ins, the outs, and the in-betweens. How about that? Okay. Now, for many years, people have asked me to, you know, they wanted me to do a podcast show or a, a radio show or a blog or something that was going to be able to not only catapult my career, quote unquote, or just, you know, kind of give back to the community and, you know, keep everybody in the know. So after living in Atlanta for 12 years, giving my time, energy, and money to pageants and shows and traveling abroad and traveling around the world, I decided once I moved to the um, District of Columbia of where I live now, um, I just decided, hey, I'm just going to go for the go and I'm going to go for the gusto. But I want to make sure that everyone knows that my purpose is to uplift, to inspire, um, and I take that from my best friend, but it's something that I'm, I'm adapting to my own life. I want to uplift. I want to inspire those out there. I want to um, put some positivity back into our community, the LGBTQ communities. You can get tongue-tied saying all that. But it's, it's relevant and it's purposeful. So LGBTQ, you know, I want to give back to that community. And I also want it um, to do something that we can all say is ours, no matter if it's my name is on the marquee or quote unquote marquee or or on the um on the headline, it is really ours. And that's why I chose to call it Micah and Friends. The talk with Micah and Friends. We're gonna talk. We're gonna have open discussions, open dialogues about situations, issues, concerns in our neighborhood, in our community, in our uh in, in, in our lifestyle. We're gonna do that. And I'm going to have rotating hosts, and I'm going to tell you more about that, but we're going to have people that's going to be involved as well. But at the same time, speaking of being involved and being involved in the process, I want you, you, yes, you, you who are listening to me talk right now, I want you to be just as involved. So, of course, I want you guys to really take um, take use of the Facebook page, the talk with Mike and friends, because that's going to be your home. That's where you're going to be able to go there. You're going to be able to, you know, shoot, you know, various topics, um, things that you would like for us to discuss, um, any ideas that you would like for me to um, to consider when it comes down to my show. I'm okay with constructive criticism as long as it's not malicious. How about that? Um, but, yeah, I want you to do that as well. I want you to use that as your home. Put things out there. I want you to message me. I want you to email me and, and let me know what type of um, interview questions. Because, yeah, we are going to be interviewing once a month a prominent uh, person in our community. And I may not be able to think of all of the questions. My, my team may not be able to think of all the questions. So that's where you come in to play. I want you to be able to say, hey, I think you should talk about this, or I think you should ask this person this. So, of course, leading up to the interviews, I am going to let everyone know in Facebook land 
that, hey, I have Miss Jane Doe. She's going to be interviewed in the next four days. What questions do you have for her? And I'm going to pick the best ones, and I'm going to ask Jane Doe the question that you've asked or you've provided to me and my team, okay? So you are very much a part. Now, let me talk about the format because this is, I'm only going to do this one time, one time, one time only. Because when it comes down to the second episode, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, a hundredth, and yeah, we got to think big. When it comes down to the format, you know, when it comes down to those shows, I just want you to be like, okay, I'm in the groove. I get it now. Everything is consistent. It's going well. I already, you already know what to expect. So I'm going to tell you this. This particular show is long, okay? It's going to be about an hour. But I really hope that you are just able to listen to, you know, to see what we're talking about, what we're all about. And then, of course, on the next episodes um, and, and going forth, they won't be as long, but they're going to be very informative, okay? So the format, here's how it goes. Week one, we're always going to start off with an interview, okay? We're always going to start off with an interview. And, we're gonna, and like I said before, we're only going to have one per month, okay? All right. Now, after the interview, you know, um, or with, with the interviews, we're also going to have roundtables, okay? We're going to have roundtable discussions, all right? And those roundtable discussions, again, as I said before, it's going to be topics that, you, that you've come up with, topics that me and my team have come up with, and we're going to actually chime in and just talk about those, just have a real dialogue and real open conversations about it, okay? Now, of course, coming into the show, you know, you're going to hear that good old music. And what you heard coming in was Work Bitch by Britney Spears. And it's basically going to be a reflection of what I'm feeling at the moment, okay? So I'm feeling like, work, bitch, you know, and that just means do you, bitch. If you want to, now she's saying if you want a Maserati, if you want all that, you need to work, bitch. Well, I'm saying if you want your lights on, <laughs> if you want that cable on, if you want your car note paid, and, you know, if, if you want to just live life, you got to work. You know, you have to work for what you want. And you can't, we can't be sitting on our behinds talking about, oh, I wish this, oh, I wish that, when it is out there for us. So that's work. So, of course, you're going to hear some songs in the beginning, and that's going to be basically a reflection upon what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling as well as my team, okay? And then we'll jump right into our segment that we like to call Free Unclear. Free Unclear. I'm going to repeat one more time. Free Unclear. Okay, the free and clear segment. This segment is all about the announcements, all about keeping you informed, whether you live in D.C., whether you live in Maryland, whether you live in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Texas, California, Chicago, Boston, Milwaukee, Delaware, Philadelphia, North Carolina, South Carolina, wherever you live, I want you to help us stay in line and keep everyone else involved. So if you have something going on in your community, whether it's supporting gay rights, whether it is uh, rallies in regards to HIV awareness, um, whether it's uh, domestic violence, you know, uh, cancer uh, walks or, or, you know, anything, anything that is of relevance that we can take part in, let me know. Let us know. If y'all got a party going on, a hot party down in Atlanta or D.C. or wherever, let us know because, you know, we all are traveling packed. We travel all over, the, all over the continent. So with that said, just let us know and keep your community involved so we'll know exactly where to go, what's happening, and what's new. So that's going to be our free and clear, free and clear, free and clear segment. 
So, again, use that Facebook page. Use that email, thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com, and let us know what's going on. All right? So, yeah, so, so you kind of got the, the gist of it, right? You got the fact that we're going to open the show with some music. We're going to say, hey, everybody, how's everybody doing? We have such and such on the line, or we have such and such at the podcast show today. After that, we're going to go right into our free and clear. Y'all love that. I know y'all do. Free and clear segment where we're going to give those uh, announcements out. We're going to give those accolades. We're going to give those congratulations to those who definitely deserve them. So, hey, if you just, hey, you, you, you went from not having a job to now you have a job, guess what? You need to be announced and you need to be recognized. If you just graduated college, guess what? You, too, need to be recognized. You need to be put out there on Broad Street. We need to let everybody know of your accomplishment. If you just won Miss Hopscotch of America pageant, guess what? You know I'm going to announce you. I'm going to let everybody know who Miss Hopscotch of America is 2014. How about that? So, again, this is your show. We want to show all the love and give you all the love and appreciation that you deserve, okay? And then... We got that round table. We got the round table. You know, that's the discussions, and then we have the interviews. Okay, and now let's go back to that rotating host that I talked about, which is my team, which is a part of the friends, the Micah friends. So um, I've chosen, um, or I will choose, a few people that I feel are of quality to be able to, you know, just kind of convey their points and their views in a respectful manner without any malicious intent. No, this is not Wendy Williams' show, even though I would love to have her money. This is not it, okay? Um, but maybe one day I'll get to that status. But I will still remain true to who I am and what my purpose is. So speaking against people and being negative, that's not the way to go. That's not what we're doing. Um, I'll just plug this in real quick. Neandre Bonet Dupree, some of you may know him. Um, he is one of my dear friends. I call him Nebo or I call him my king. But... Um, he said something earlier today on Facebook, or yesterday now, on Facebook, in regards to, you know, we, we, we will sit there and go to pageants and shows and out in the club and in the streets and the mall, and we'll, you know, we may know, have, have known someone, have dealt with them at one point in time in our lives or career, and then now we don't even bother with them. You know, we'll cut our eyes, we'll talk about them, we'll, you know, walk right past them like they never even existed in, in the room. And um, it's, it's come to the point where we have to stop all of that. And I was very, very um, happy that he even spoke up and said, you know, said something. Because then I, I quietly replied, agreed. I agree. You know, so I'm standing right here in my truth, owning my zhush, <laughs> as Tamar would say, owning it and saying I'm going to do the very same thing. So I want to um, put that out there for everybody else, too. I want to put that challenge out there for you guys. Let's start living in our truth. Let's be positive individuals because we have people looking up to us. And if we're doing the negative things, they're going to follow suit or they're going to say, think that it's okay, and it's not. So let's love one another. Let's be there for one another, and let's just live life, and let's live life to the fullest, okay? All right, so y'all got the y'all got the, the of it. Y'all kind of know what, what the show is all about. So next week we don't have to explain. We're going to get right into it, okay? All right, good. Now, um, I think that's actually about it since you guys know everything. So what we're going to do at this point is we're going to go into our free and clear segment. Free and clear, free and clear. I know y'all's like, please, are you going to say this all the time on every show? 
Maybe, maybe not. But I'm not the only one that's going to be hosting. So that's the way I'm going to say it. And the next person might say it another way. But let's go ahead and go to our free unclear segment. All right, on December 13th, 2013, this Friday, Diamond of the South Pedantry will be hosting and celebrating their 10-year anniversary of Mr. and Miss Diamond of the South, honoring Valentino Lord Alexander and Diamond Friends. I suggest anyone out there who wants to get a piece of that encrusted diamond to throw your hat in the ring and compete, baby. So guess what? For all of those who did not win Sweetheart, Black America, Dumar, Black Continental, Continental, US of A, EOY, guess what y'all do? Oh, and Black Universe, throw your hat in the ring, baby. Diamond of the South, they're waiting on you. And guess what? We got Christmas going right, right around the corner, so you get some good Christmas cash with the nice clothes you have in your closet. And then for 2014, you get to reign supreme as Mr. or Miss Diamond of the South. The pageant actually will be held at the Sheraton Galleria in Metairie, Louisiana, just a few miles away from New Orleans, Louisiana starting promptly at 7 p.m., where yours truly will be serving once again on the judges' panel. And I personally just want to thank Nehemiah and Debbie Sherry for, as well as the, the Diamond of South family, for just, you know, entrusting me enough to serve on the panel year after year. I love it. They get me drunk down there. Woo-woo! Uh, Sunday, <laughs> December 15th, please do not pay me any mind. This is a fun show. This is not a boring show. Because if it was a boring show, I wouldn't want you to listen. Okay? So on Sunday, December 15th, in Orlando, Florida, Dumar Passenger System will present their 16th, their 16th, I say their 16th annual Mr. and Miss Dumar International Newcomer to be held at Revolution Nightclub honoring Talise Sanchez and Melissa Hilton. So kudos to Jalise and Kelvin on a job well done. And I just want to say I actually had a conversation with um, one of my friends down in Florida, CJ. And we were talking about how back in the day, or back in our pageantry days, back in 2000, um, early 2000, where, like, for a contest like, you know, Dumar, they would pack the house. And they wouldn't just pack it out as far as spectators are concerned, but also contestants. So that's what we need to get back to, guys. So those of you who are scared to compete, how about start competing again? All right, if you need any help, we're here for you, okay? Because we have those promoters out there and those systems out there that actually only want to help you to help you to succeed in the profession that you have chosen. I got a little tongue tied, my mouth is dry, but y'all get it, okay? I'm not perfect and neither are you. All right. Now on December seventeenth, in the District of Columbia, my new home, um, the Wanda Austin Foundation will be hosting a holiday party and silent auction. Now, this is going to start at 6 p.m., and it's going to end around 9.30 at the Tsunami Sushi and Lounge Restaurant. That's going to be the Tsunami Sushi Lounge Restaurant. It will be a fabulous evening of drinks, dancing, great food, and prizes. I kind of like the drinks and the dancing and the great food, and I'm sure you can get into it, too. So if you're in the District of Columbia and you're available on the 17th between 6 to 9.30, come out and enjoy as well as support 
this phenomenal organization. Now, you may be asking me, hey, you know, what's going on with the Wanda House? What is that? All the kind of stuff. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll give you the background, the gist, the, the tea, and the, the stats on that. Wanda Austin House provides shelter and support to the LGBTQ youth in Washington, D.C., and about three to 6,000 local D.C. youth are actually forced out of their homes at some point each year. Never knew that. Now, 18 to 2,400 are estimated to be of the LGBTQ community, which is about 45% of that earlier number. Um, they have about eight bedrooms in the actual home, and they basically they help from uh, assisting in long-term transitional living, case management, educational guidance, support, job training, and service referrals. So guess what? Because this is a nonprofit organization and they're helping our community, especially the young kids, they're helping the, the, the kids of tomorrow, our future, what we need to do is now give back to them. So what I want you to do, reach down in your pockets, reach down in your wallet, reach down in your purse for those of you, for those of you who carry them, pull out that debit card, pull out that credit card, that prepaid, whatever you got, Pull it out. Go to www.WandaAustinFoundation.org. That's Wanda, W-A-N-D-A, Austin, A-L-S-T-O-N, Foundation, F-O-U-N-D-A-T-A, D-A. I don't say T-A. Lord Jesus. Foundation, F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.org. Go there to the WandaAustinFoundation.org for more details. That website will be posted onto the Facebook page, which is a talk with Mike and friends. Go there, get involved, read all about what they're about. And if you feel encouraged enough and you want to support them, go to that page and just click on donate at the top and you can donate to the company, okay, or to the organization. Again, this is a, a, a no judgment zone. So because my mouth is dry, I'm just tripping up. But y'all got me. All right, I know. So now, another quick announcement. I don't know if you guys have seen the video that's been kind of floating around, but about uh, Antoine and Nolan Carter. Um, they actually had a little wedding, or they had a nice wedding. I'm going to say a little. They had a nice wedding online. Um, there are two African-American gay men, very, you know, not young, but, you know, they're young African-American gay men living in Atlanta, Georgia. They um, decided to get married, you know, after being together for some time, and they decided to have a website, post it up, let everybody see, and a lot of the blogs have gotten, um, gotten you know, into it and have posted it. And I think it's very sweet, very endearing, and um, it's very promising for someone like me who's just waiting on, on you know, their Prince Charming. So just go there, go to the website, I'll post it on the Facebook page, I'll actually also post it on my page as well, Michael Lord, so you'll be able to see this fantastic wedding and this fantastic event, okay? All right. Now, it is the time that I give my congratulations. Now, I don't know of anyone that just recently got a new job or just recently graduated college, but I do know a few people who just uh, won over the last few months have become very successful, um, entertainers, that is, who have become very successful in the last few months when it comes down to winning titles. So we're going to start here. David Freckles Hunter and Miss Raquel Lord on winning Mr. and Miss National Entertainer of the Year, also known as EOI. Khalil Valentino Litter and Naisha Lopez on winning Mr. and Miss Continental 2013-2014. Angelica Sanchez 
on capturing Miss Gay U.S. of A. at large. You go, girl. Mr. Christopher Iman, who danced away from the Texas stage back to Atlanta, Georgia, with the title of Mr. Gay U.S. of A. Miss D'Ebony Sherry, winning Miss Madame Plus, Grand Madame Plus. Congrats to Mr. Miss Plus Nations, and that's Nations with a Z as in zebra. Eric Rainbow, Victoria C. Snow, the C stands for Captivating, and the Lady Deception. Tristan Dickerson and Serenity Lopez on successfully winning Mr. and Miss Renaissance Newcomer, along with Quentin Tejour and Savannah Lee as Mr. and Miss Renaissance, and their plus queen, because we cannot forget about her, Miss Akasha Maserati Steele. Congrats goes out to Octavius Rashad and Ebony Cherie on winning Black National right here in the District of Columbia, of which I had the pleasure of judging. That's a wonderful contest, phenomenal, inter- um, phenomenal uh, owner, as well as a beautiful couple. I think you guys will like them. Chaos Dickerson and Krishara Crochet on recently winning Ebony Elegance Newcomer in New Orleans, Louisiana. Tamara Chevalier on Walking Grand as Miss MBU Grand. And Cameron Black and Giselle Bobby Royale on Ruling the Universe as our Ken and Barbie, better known as Mr. and Miss Black Universe 2013-2014. Now, I don't know who came up with the name Ken and Barbie. I don't know if it was Ken. I don't know if it was Barbie. I don't know, the, I don't know if they collaborated together and came up with the name. But guess what? I like it. It works. It sticks. Congrats to Mr., Miss, and Grand Empress of the Westland Royalty, Mr. Toriko Ross St. James, Miss Salandra Tasaki Dupree, and Yesha Bubbles Alexander. Recently, very recently, Mr. Valentino Lord Alexander of New Orleans, Louisiana, went down to Jacksonville, Florida, also known as Duval, and brought back with him to the Who Dat Nation the title of Mr. Duval 2014. Congrats, Valentino. And we have uh, just a few, just a little, some big, 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 big news. And I mean some big, big, big news. And that is of Miss Trinity Kardashian Bonet. Trinity K. Bonet for legal reasons. That's what she said in the interview. We're going to use that name. But Trinity is of Atlanta, Georgia. She's going to actually be featured on RuPaul's Drag's Race as one of the new he-she's, the new hunty cunties, the new ladyboy, or in layman terms, a new contestant on season six of RuPaul's Drag's Race. So everyone who knows Trinity knows her for her elaborate talents, her electrifying show numbers, as well as the beauty, the style that is Trinity K. Bonet. Let's rally around her. Let's support Trinity on her journey towards becoming America's next drag superstar. All right? Okay. Well, I mean, that's it, guys. I mean, I've done my free and clear segment, the free and clear segment. So we're good there. Make sure that you email us, thetalkwithmica at gmail.com. You hit me up on Twitter, which is Micah Adrian, or you can hit me at Micah the Talk, either one of those. Friend me, you know, follow me. I'll follow you back. And just let us know any questions or concerns or topics you want to discuss, anything that you need us to announce when it comes down to the free and clear segment, let us know. We're here for you, okay? And what we're actually going to do now at this point We're going to end the first part of this show, and the second part of the show is going to be a candid spotlight interview with none other than Mr. Tariko Roth, St. James. Thank you so very much, 
and hold that line, and we'll be right on back. Well, if you didn't know it, our very first Spotlight interview will be with none other than former Black America newcomer, former Mr. Duval, former Mr. Black Universe, and the newly inducted Westland Jewel, Mr. Tariko Roth St. James. Welcome to the show, Tariko. How are you doing this fine December evening? I'm doing good. I'm a little under the weather, but but I'm making it through, though. So glad that you spent the opportunity to me. Oh, not a problem, and we definitely want to make sure that, you know, you take get your proper rest, you know, take all the medication you need because you, you've been everywhere. You've been in Atlanta. You've been in Florida just ripping and running the streets. So we definitely want to make sure that you, you get well, but we definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your, you know, busy day um, with getting well with being able to speak with us on this evening. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Anything for you. <laughs> but just a little disclaimer, Carico. Number one, don't be nervous. Number two, I'll try not to be nervous. <laughs> and number three, uh, <laughs> number three, my interview questions will just come at random. Um, so there is really no order into which they're going to be asked. Um, you know, all I can ask is that you answer at the best of your ability. Um, I'm, as I have said in the opening of the show, it's going to be very much candid. Um, people out there wanted to know what's going on with our prominent individuals within our community, and I chose you, um, not only because you're my brother, but <laughs> because you are one of those prominent individuals and you're someone that uh, a lot of people now look up to. So I thought that you would be the perfect one to start off the interview with. Um, and number four, I hope that you are ready, because if, if not, oh, well, here we go. So um, let's, let's just go ahead and get right to it. Um, again, okay. you know, just want you know, want to thank you so much for you know taking the time out just to speak with us. And um, you know, I don't know if you know, but you're going to be you know, you're part of history. You know, it's history in the making, actually. You know, this is my very first um, podcast show. People people have been asking me over the last five to six years. Okay, Micah, you need to do a blog. You need to do um, some type of show. You need to keep us in the know. Da da da. And you know, like I told my audience earlier today, is the fact that I wasn't ready. You know, I was in Atlanta, I was doing my thing, I was helping other people with their projects and their situations and trying to make, make sure that their light shines. And now since I've relocated, I'm here in D.C. now, and I've been able to kind of sit back and say, okay, what is, what is it, um, or what, you know, what is it that I want to do? You know, what do I want to give back to my community? And this is, you know, my way of giving back. So to start off, who is Tariko Perkins? And is he any different from Tariko Roth St. James? Well, Tariko Perkins. Who's Tariko Perkins? Well, um, a lot of people may not know, but I was born and actually raised in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, so I'm a okay. southern gentleman. Um, I actually attended Alabama State University. I majored in theater arts. That's where a lot of my uh, talents and things they derive from when it comes to the pageant world. Um, okay. Someone who's very down to earth, someone who's a real people's person. What you see is usually what you get. Okay. Uh, the Trico Perkins, as far as the individual goes, and then there's Trico Ross and James, who's the entertainer. I think they're pretty much the same person. That's why when it comes to actually picking a stage name, I try mm. to use as much of my 
her name as possible because I'm one in the same. Okay. So, uh, very nice, very someone who's down to earth. I usually don't uh, give people a hard time or usually don't find myself getting in too many crazy situations. You know, a pretty pleasant person for all those out there that actually know me. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know you, and you're pretty pleasant, so I, I can I can co-sign on that one. Okay, so you're from Montgomery, Alabama. I knew that. Um, and I never knew about you said you um, did theater, right? Mm-hmm. I was a theater so, artist. Theater, never knew that. So, you know, it, it makes perfect sense. And we're going to touch on those talents later on. So, okay, so you said there's, there's really not much of a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So now what does your biological family have to say, if anything, about the on-stage persona that we see? Well, it, it's really funny because I've been actually um, entertaining for about the past five, six years. Okay. And when I first began entertaining, I was not actually out to my family yet. Mm. Um, and what actually happened, I was in a relationship, and I actually was engaged. And at okay. that point, I realized, okay, well, if I'm going to make a life commitment with, with someone, I have to be true to myself and true to him and really have that conversation with my family. And so when I actually sat down and had the conversation with them and I actually came out to them, of course, you know, it was all the crazy questions. Oh, my God, are you the man? Are you the woman? Where did this come from? Right. <laughs> Where did this come from? Oh, my God, do you put on the wigs? You know, that whole nine, and we, that whole nine hours, we went through that for about maybe two to three months. Okay. And before I could actually move them into the entertainment aspect of who I am, mm-hmm. they began to Google me <laughs> and YouTube oh. and stuff like that. And so when I went back oh. home for I think it was Christmas, I went back home for Christmas mm-hmm. with my um, lover at, at the time. Uh-huh. By this time, everybody had kind of accepted the gay thing, and they were really moving forward. It was really quickly, and that's, that's what really shocked me. I was blessed, but it was really quickly yeah. that they began to accept him and everything. And we were sitting down. And they told me, they were like, so you do shows or you perform and people give you money? And I, and I was like, well, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> I kind of looked around like, well, what are y'all talking about? I was like, oh, well, we YouTube, you. <laughs> and so that way it kind of opened the door for me to actually introduce them to my world of entertainment, so to say. So they've actually been very supportive. They followed me along my journey, and they actually helped me with a lot of things I mentioned too, so. It's been a great transition. Okay. Well, that's good. That's actually great to hear because, you know, you don't – there's a lot of people out there. You know, some people are not as fortunate as, you know, you are and as I am when it comes down to the family and being very supportive. So that's great. You know, that's good to know that not only they they accept the fact that, hey, our son is gay or our brother is gay or whatever, but they also accept the other part of you, which we all know and love, which is Tariq R. Ross and Jane. So that's, that's good. And I'm glad you, you brought something up that – I was going to um, to ask you about, and it's basically, you know, like in the recent year, and I'm not even going to say years, I'm going to say year, um, there have been a lot of gay couples that have exercised their right to marry. Now, Tariqa, I do think this is a great, oppor- you know, a great idea, a great opportunity. Um, do you feel as though people are now making a mockery of the opportunity that we have in most states? Um, like jumping the gun and, and truly not grasping the reason for the marriage? And if so, why? Well, in my personal opinion, I would have to say no, and I can 
only go by the individuals that I've come in contact with and mm-hmm. that I know have actually moved forward and made the commitment. I think mm-hmm. that they're very serious about mm-hmm. it, and I think it's something that we should all really embrace because, you know, it's something that we've wanted and something that we should have been offered a long time ago. Now, I do think, though, there are times <laughs> that make, I do think that there may be people sometimes who just want to get into the hype of things as we often see people when it comes to sneakers, when it comes to particular garments that people are wearing these days. You have people that automatically want to jump into the next trend or try to uh, exercise things that might not necessarily be for them. So I think that when it comes to that situation, from my experiences, everybody that I've come in contact with that has tried to exercise that particular right, they've all been very genuine and upfront. So. And I'm with you on that. I think it's a great opportunity for um, gay men and women to, you know, be able to, the right to marry. And, you know, back in, like, I always tell people, back in 2005, 2006, I really wasn't into the whole gay marriage thing. You know, I was still kind of stuck on, oh, I want to have a husband, I mean, a wife and kids and all of that kind of thing. But I had to start living in my truth and knowing that, hey, I don't want to be with a woman. I want to be with a man. And I want to, I want to be able to live happily. I don't want to live with a woman and not be happy, you know. And at the same time, I want to be able to reap those same benefits that the heterosexual community are able to reap when they're with their, you know, husbands and and wives and things of that nature. So I'm definitely, I'm with you on that. Um, I have seen, you know, people kind of start making a mockery of it. You know, I'm I'm engaged one minute and I'm not. And things happen, you know, but um, for the most part, you know, I'm all for that. Now, Tariko, what is your definition of happiness? My definition of happiness, honestly, is it's simple. To me, happiness is just being at a place where, where I'm content and I'm feeling like I'm enjoying myself and enjoying what I'm doing at, at all times, whether it's in my personal life, whether it's in my entertainment career, or whether it's on my job. Just being happy and being satisfied with what I'm doing. Okay, good. Now, um, some interesting questions. You know, a little quick, fun little question before we get to the meat of everything. What's your favorite television show right now? My favorite television show right now, it would have to be, well, of course, Scandal, when I'm actually able to <laughs> on, on the episodes. I was uh, able to follow it a little more when I wasn't so, so busy, but nowadays I kind of move and I'm going so fast. It's probably I'm kind of under the weather because I'm constantly moving, whether it's on my everyday job or whether it's on my secondary uh, form of income, which is entertainment. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely would have to scandal, though. Okay, mine too, mine too. Um, so look for, you know, this Thursday is the winter uh, season finale, so we're, I'm sure we'll both be tuned into that. Now, if you had to pick any ATL housewife to walk in the day of the life of, who would it be and why? It would definitely, to me, have to be Portia. And the reason why I say Portia is because I love her personality. She's young, funny, she's giddy, she's fashionable, and she's at the point in life to me, just Mm -hmm. by looking into her life from the show, to where she's experienced a couple of things, but there's so many other things that are out there for her, so she's just starting to venture and experience some new things in life, so. I would definitely have to say I would want to walk in Portia just for one day. And I okay. love her hair. <laughs> yeah, her hair is fierce. I mean, she has the, 
the best hair. I'm sorry. <laughs> she has the best hair in the show. Um, tell us something about Tariko that most people would be surprised to know about you. Something about Tariko that most people would be surprised is cook very, very well. And I don't mean like TV dinners and hot dogs. Oh, okay, okay. From from scratch, whether it's Italian, whether it's soul food, I cook very, very well. <laughs> when okay. I have time. What's your favorite dish? Macaroni and cheese, baked macaroni. Okay. Have you ever tried um, the uh, well? What I what I did last year was um, Patty Labelle's uh, macaroni and cheese with the, like the crawfish and the crab. And have you tried that? The seafood macaroni and cheese. Have you have you tried that yet? I have not tried the seafood mac and cheese. I would love to, but unfortunately, I'm allergic to seafood. Uh, <laughs> all y'all, I know, I know quite a few people from Alabama that just do not like seafood, uh, or, or just you know allergic to it or whatever. But you know, that, that's just one of my dishes, you know, that I like as well. So we have that in common. Now, inspiration. I'm sorry. Go ahead. How was it? Was it really good? Well, it was. It was. See, I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> so. You know, it was really, really good. Like, I did not do the imitation crab meat. I did, the, you know, the real crab meat or whatever. I did the crawfish, um, the tails or whatever. And then what was one other thing. I didn't do shrimp. I did something, one other um, thing or whatever. But it was really, really good. And my, I was in Atlanta when I did it. So my roommate at the time, he was like, oh, my God, like, that smells so good. I was like, you can have some or whatever. And he was just like, oh, my God. I don't remember. He was like a, 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 a black, white boy kind of stuff, you know, so to speak. So he really didn't um, too much eat, like, macaroni and cheese and stuff. But when he ate it, he was like, oh, my God, this is good, this is good. So it turned out pretty good. It turned out pretty good. And I'm not a cook. I cook to eat, but I'm not a cook. <laughs> I'm not a cook. Maybe I'll, you know, maybe one day. Okay. So inspiration is a great thing. And when people inspire us to do better for the most part, we strive to do just that. Now, starting out in the industry, who was your biggest inspiration? And even though you have reached national status, do they still inspire you? Well, honestly, I would have to say Gerald Stevens and Tommy Ross. And the reason mm-hmm. why I say those two individuals, um, before I knew anything about the entertainment aspect, they were my grandparents. And at the time, just like I told you earlier, my biological family, they didn't actually know that I was, you know, gay and out in the world and everything. So Tommy and Gerald actually took me in and actually acted as parents, as grandparents, along with Aja and Sion. So it, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a for them. And for anybody that knows me and follows me now, they know that those four people, they stick to me very, very closely now. Um, and actually, Gerald and Tommy took me to my first pageant, which was Black America Newcomer 06, when uh, Mira Black and Courtney Bonet won. And that was my mm-hmm. first time ever been entertainment, my first time ever seeing a, um, another sexual besides um, my grandmother, which she's a woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's a woman. But um, so when, and I actually sat there and she was explaining to me certain things about why do people tip. She was explaining to me about garments and mm-hmm. Gerald, he was on, in my ear on the other side and he was telling me about, oh, this is a business grandson. And I got so engulfed in their conversation and so consumed by the pageant in a good way that, mm-hmm. you know, I told them I left the pageant on that night and I, and I told them, I said, I'm going to be Mr. Black American Newcomer next year. And they're like, you yeah. don't know anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, you're the first pageant. You're, Oh, 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 honey, please. And 
my grandmother's voice, she was like, oh, very much, oh, no, oh, no, 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 you're not, no, you're not. Right. But, um, <laughs> um, I actually had my mind made up, and I actually began to prepare for the pageant like that second week without telling them. Mm-hmm. And I actually, at the next year, and I won. So those would definitely be my two, um, well, my four forms of inspiration. And they still, to this day, they still all carry the same weight, and I look at them in the same light when it comes to any major decisions that have to be made as far as mm-hmm. competing, as, as, you know, systems to be connected with. I still look to them for advice and uh, encouragement. Okay. Great. And I, and I love those two individuals, um, my auntie, Tommy, and aunt, uh, Uncle Gerald. I, I, I love them so they are they are a wealth of knowledge and they're very you know they're prominent people in 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 our community and they made their stance they 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 put their imprint into um black pageantry so um yeah i mean you were surrounded by the best at the time and you came back or you came to the pageant 2007 and, and you won with jasmine nicole so um yeah that's, that's good that's a good inspiration i well, those are good people to um to look up to now um Speaking of family, I have two good ones for you. While we all have biological families, and we spoke about that in the beginning, we also have our chosen family, okay? And I know from personal experience, you have a lot of kids, boo. <laughs> you, have a, you have a lot of kids. Somebody's always calling me, uh, oh, this, oh this, my, this my nephew, or, you know. So you have a lot of them, which is, that's fine. But what do you do as their father to remain relevant in their lives? and to ensure that they stay on the right path in this life? Most of my children, for the ones that I do call my true children, mm-hmm. what I try to do is, number one, be a friend. Because mm-hmm. what I realize is at the end of the day, we're all still adults and we're, we're all grown. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, a lot of my children, they've come along because there, there's been something in them that I've seen whether it was a particular situation that I've been through or whether it's been a mutual thing that we actually share. And what I try to do is always stay positive, always be that shoulder to lean on, still being a stern yet effective parent and making sure that whatever they want to do, whether it's pageants and what I tell them, just because I do this, it Mm -hmm. does not necessarily mean that you have to. Nowadays, though, for, for everyone who knows my children, they know that a lot of them are actually getting into the world of entertainment, which is yeah. crazy. Like, I'm trying to support everybody. But for the ones who don't actually have a heart to do pageants, I still give them that same amount of love, that same amount of attention as well. And I try to let them know that just because this is my journey and my world that I've been traveling, you don't necessarily have to do that. But whatever your choice is, whatever your decisions are, I'm there to support you no matter what. Okay. Good, good. I mean, we need good fathers out there and good mothers. Um, so, you know, I, I get that. I, I totally get that. And I'm sure that they, the ones that I do know, are very appreciative that they have you as their father. Um, now, this is a juicy one, okay? So I hope you are ready. Um, <laughs> I will use you and Cameron Black as the example. And I'm going to tell you why I use um, And I'm going to ask, and, and trust me, the question I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask him when I interview him, Miss Queen Giselle, um, probably about another one or two months. I'll, I'll ask him as well, but I'm going to ask you since I have you on the um, on the line, and it, it's it's relevant. Um, both of you have become rulers of the universe. He recently won. You won in 2012. Both of you have industry fathers. Yours is Sion St. James. His is Kobe Black. 
both of those individuals at one point or another have competed on the same black universe page of which you have conquered, but they have yet to win. So how does it really feel winning something your gay father or industry father has yet to conquer, and how has the relationship changed in any way, good or bad? Wow. <laughs> That's good. And um, it actually takes me back to a conversation mm-hmm. that um, my ruler, Queen, which is Kyla Nicole Santi, um, we mm-hmm. actually had a conversation. Um, we were leaving Sweetheart when mm-hmm. Sonny and Chauvion won, and we're in the mm-hmm. car. And Kyla's gay father is Sergio Santi, and he's competed for it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. time as well. So we were having this conversation, and she was just asking me, you know, had anything between me and my father, and during the process, was he helpful, and during the, like, rain, how's he been? Mm-hmm. And with me personally, I think it's made him want it even more because okay. he's, he's actually – he wanted it before, but I think through my experience with the board, through my whole experience with the Black Universe family, with him so close with myself, it's actually drawn him in even more, and it's actually lit another fire in that he might not have even known that was there because he was just kind of going to kind of give it a rest for a minute. So it's actually made him want to even compete for the pageant even more, and he was very hands-on doing my reign, he was willing mm-hmm. to help with everything. Um, some things have changed, but it's actually changed. It, it, it's actually made us even closer. Okay. Um, and I didn't think we could get closer because everybody <laughs> knows him. You know, we used to walk around the pageants together holding hands. Right. Because um, he didn't want me to talk to people. But it's actually uh, brought us even in the process. And he was thrilled to win because it was almost like I had – accomplished something that he wanted, and I'm a part of him. So when I won, it was like it was winning too. And he was there for me every step of the way from the beginning to the end. And, you know, I don't want to let any cats out the bag, but know that, <laughs> <laughs> know that he's going to come back one day. Let's just put it out there. Okay. Right, right, right. He'll be back one day. <laughs> one day, one day. Now, we – and thank you so much for asking that question as well. Um, I can't wait to hear what um, Cameron has to say in a couple of months. Now, we all seek validation. I'm sorry, but we do. We all seek validation in some sort of way, regardless as to what we try to tell ourselves we do. Now, as an entertainer, and I mean you won newcomer titles, regional titles, preliminaries for national competitions, and you have reigned nationally. What in your career validated to Rico Ross St. James, and why was it important for you to gain that validation? That's a good one. I definitely would have to say the one thing that validated me was winning Black America Newcomer okay. because at that point, that let me know that anything that I wanted to do as it related to the entertainment industry that I could personally do because when I first started out, Black America Newcomer was the newcomer pageant to do. There were tons yes, as there are um, right now, but mm-hmm. Black America Newcomer was the all, it was the no all end all. It and, that actually gave me the validation that I needed to let me know, hey, I could, like, definitely make it in mm-hmm. this pageant world. And actually, after I gave up Black America Newcomer, nobody wanted me to do newcomer pageants again because they were like, hey, you won Black America Newcomer. I was like, well, it was my first one. Like, That's hey, right. Once you do Black America, you don't go back. <laughs> That's, That's right. They all told me so. 
So I definitely think that's where the validation came from when I was fortunate enough to become Mr. Black American Newcomer. Okay. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a part of the system, and, you know, I was only two years into being a part of the system. I came in at 2005, and um, I, I think I met you, like, right around the time when you won, that's when I started to know who you were and this and the other, and, you know, we'd say, hey, and bye, and all that kind of good stuff. So you had a phenomenal reign. And, you, I mean, you, you're right. I mean, the, the newer, well, the, the generation now, they don't really know too much about black American newcomer, you know, the old black American newcomer. Like, you're right. I mean, like, once you got the black American newcomer, baby, where are you going? You're not doing no newcomer fashion. You're going up to the next level. So, so you're right in that. Um, well, what have you learned during your NBU and Duval reign that you would take with your journey as Weston for the next year? The one thing that I learned is always be you, no matter what system it is, mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing, always stay true to who you are. And at the end of the day, they're going to respect you for that. Always be true to who you are, and they're going to respect you. And I definitely think that's one thing that I stood firm in when I was Mr. Duval, and I stood firm in when I was Mr. Black Universe. And that's something confusing that I definitely carry with me in my Westland reign. Stay true to who you are. And congratulations as well. I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't there. But, you know, I kept everybody informed through other people of, you know, who was winning, who was doing what. But congratulations definitely to you and your queen. Um, and your 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 plus, your grand empress queen, Yesha, who's my sister, who I'll be staying with when I go to New Orleans this weekend. But, uh, I mean, I am so proud. I'm proud of actually all three of you. Um, I am very proud of Jasmine. Um, well, Jasmine, you know, is her Facebook name, but... Salandra, I'm very proud of her because she continued to push through. She was doing Renaissance. She did Black America. She did a couple other systems or whatever. And she was, and you know, she was getting, you know, she was in the top three, top four, whatever. But I was so very proud and elated that she was able to push through and, um, you know, become Westland. Same thing for Yesha. So I'm very proud of you. I think you guys are going to have a wonderful, wonderful reign. And I'm ready to see those six wing promos too, okay? Um, uh, <laughs> you said what? I said thank you, thank you so much. You're, you're welcome. Now, in your opinion, and I want you to be, you know, pretty, you know, honest with me and honest with us, how much is the pageantry industry superficial? I would say, just being honest, ninety percent. Mm. <laughs> mm. And the reason why I say that is. Um, a lot of times in pageants, you know, we talk about platforms. We talk about going to speak at the mayor's gala and all these other things, you know, toys for tots. You know, that mm-hmm. stuff is good. Mm-hmm. But being realistic, mm-hmm. 90% of everything that you do in pageantry is visual. And it's yeah. about where was he, uh, where was she, how did they look, were they on time, what did the performance look like, what were the mm-hmm. garments like. No matter how much we try to push forward to community service and those type of things, everything goes back to visual. And I believe 90% of everything is superficial. And that's my personal opinion. I, I think that is 90% superficial because everything, and we all know this, especially for people who hold seats on boards to systems, oh, yeah. a lot of times 
it's not about, okay, well, did they show up for the toys for Tots? Oh, well, um, how many toys did they bring? It's about, okay, well, were they there? Were they on time? How was her makeup? How was her hair? How was her garment? Did they know the words? You know, how are the promos? Should we not release these promos? Do they have to retake them? So being honest, and I've been around for a while now, 90% of everything is superficial. <laughs> thank, you. thank you so very much for being honest. Um, I'm not going to say if I agree or disagree with you, but <laughs> thank you so very much for being honest. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be for real. You're you right. You're right. You know, ain't no hose bar over here. You're right. You know, not being around for 13 years, you know, in Patentry, so you're right. Um, what does Toriko do to completely relax and unwind? What do I do to relax and unwind? Well, um, something about me that a lot of people know, I love old movies, and I love funny movies as well, so... Movies like The Imitation of Life. Um, when I have downtime, I love to lock myself in the house. I'll grab some good wine. I'll grab a good beer because I love signature beers now. Um, oh. And I, I actually sit in the house and I'll watch movies all day. Or say if there's something like True Blood. I really wasn't into True Blood. Everybody should talk about it. So um, what I'll do is a series that I've never really watched before. If mm-hmm. I have a total week off. I'll go and get the series and stay in the house all weekend, not pick up the phone or anything, and just watch episode after episode after episode. And that's really common to me. And I'm a real homebody. <laughs> a lot of people may not think that, but I'm a really real. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Now tell me this. What is your fascination with the colorful socks? With the colorful I just love socks. Like, mm. ever since I was in junior high school, I used to – uh so I started – wrestling in the sixth grade and a lot okay. of people who uh, follow wrestlers know we, we used to always have to have like long socks and we right. had to wrestle on mats so at that point our school colors were like red black and white so i used to always try to go to stores and find all types of crazy socks and then when i got to high school i was wrestling so i started buying more socks and then i got into college and i was in the theater and we used to wear crazy costumes to rehearsal and stuff so it's just kind of build from time and i just always wanted and collected socks. It's grown on me. <laughs> yeah, so someone asked me, um, please ask him what, you know, what his um, his fascination with those socks. You know, I just want to know, you know. And so I said, you know what, I want to know too. You know, because I'm a, I'm a black, you know, black sock. They have to be black socks. I don't care what kind. They have to be black socks. And I just recently just purchased, like, some of those colorful socks or whatever. So I just wanted to know, you know, what was your fascination with it. So, you know, I'm glad you, you gave us that little background. So, for the person that asked the question, you know, I guess you got your answer. Um, and I thank you again, Tariko, for the because I know you're under the weather, so I'm going to give you a few more questions and we'll be done. Um, okay. I'm trying to see which one I want to ask you. <laughs> when it, well, when it pertains to dating, okay, dating, because you brought that up earlier, and so we're going to talk about it. When it pertains to dating, what truly interests you in a person, and, and I got some more to it, so what truly interests you in a person, what makes you stay, and what makes you remain committed to that individual? I would definitely have to say someone who's honest. Um, a lot of times people always ask, do I have a type, uh, dark skin, light skin, heavy set thin. I really don't have a type. Um, I really go for someone who's genuine and someone who's honest. I'm really good at discernment. I can discern through people. So um, just having a conversation and being able to connect with somebody there 
and their eyes match like hearing the sincerity of their conversation. Mm-hmm. I definitely like somebody that's real and somebody that's honest. And I would definitely have to say what's gonna what would keep me mm-hmm. is that that consistency and honesty and being upfront and truthful. I think that that has to stay there because that's going to be the, like, glue that brought us together and gelled us. So that totally trust and total honest, that would definitely have to keep me there and make me stay committed to that particular person. Trust, honesty, those would definitely have to be the points that would keep me there. Now, do you feel it's hard to maintain a relationship when you become such a prominent and public figure within the pageantry community? And if so, why? I do. Because a lot of times when you're in a relationship, you know, there's so many other things. And I know a lot of people may not look at it this way, but people actually put us on this pedestal as, like, real entertainers and mm-hmm. celebrities. So a lot of times if you're dating someone who's not necessarily used to, you know, the fan base and who's used to the traveling and who's used to all the appearances, it can sometimes weigh on the situation a little hard because if you guys have been together for two or three years and then all of a sudden you're up traveling and you're gone every weekend and you're at a booking here and right. there, that particular person has a job or something, they can't necessarily travel how you can travel. It does cause cause strain if you guys aren't totally in tune and that person isn't totally ready for that experience, which I, I personally, it doesn't matter how much you talk all day to this person or how much you guys think you've ironed the situation out. Once that traveling starts and once those booking starts, it's always still going to cause some sort of a strain because right. the way that someone was was always there during the week or on the weekends and the habits change, it mm-hmm. definitely causes a strain on the relationship. Okay, just like just like any celebrity couple, <laughs> just like any. I mean, you you have to um, you have to be in there for the long haul. You have to be in there in there for the fight. And I've, you know, been fortunate enough to be around people that have um, become national title holders, become, you know, prominent individuals in our community, and um, they have lovers. And, you know, they just have to, you kind of have to have that talk in in the beginning. Look, you know what it's all about, you know, but, you know, you have that trust there and you truly understand and appreciate what they're doing and, you know, kind of understand what it's all about. Um, it, it can last, you know, but you, but people, and this is just not even in our, you know, in the passenger community, point blank, People are not willing to put in the work. You know, they they people give up easily. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's hard. I'm sure it's hard. I, I haven't been in a relationship in a while. So even though some may consider that I'm a public figure and all that kind of stuff, I haven't um, I haven't crossed that bridge yet. But um, I'm sure that you know, in the event that I do, I may be you know in you guys' shoes or whatever. Now I'm going to ask this question because it was something that was asked um, on the Facebook page. And, um, well, while competing at Black America and Black Universe, you've chosen some well-thought-out talent production. And you, you, thought about, you talked about that earlier in your, um, when you were you know, giving us some background. But those productions thus assist, assisted you in walking away with the prize. Now, Tariko, you know, I'm keeping it real. You aren't the best dancer in America. <laughs> but, but. You know how to choose what works for you, and you execute it well. So with that said, what's your advice to those males competing that aren't so good at choosing national, or choosing those national prize talents? And what advice would you give someone? It doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be a male. It could be male or female. What advice would you give someone struggling with a talent idea? 
So tell us about how you chose first, <laughs> and then tell us, give us some right. advice. Right. Well, the way I choose my talents, a lot of times, like I said earlier, a lot of my talent, my personal talent that I've been blessed and gifted with, they come from the theater. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when it came to what I learned from the pageant world and what they were looking for, I still wanted to put a little bit of Tariko in and have my own signature in my mm-hmm. talent. So I was trying to think, okay, what can I personally do to let them know that I have natural talent, but to still make it a production? Because pageantry loves productions and the fallout yeah. um, of it. So I um, thought about different projects we had done in the theater. I thought about different monologues that I had done. I thought about different shows I had been to, to see, and I had uh, actually went to see Alvin Ailey's uh, Revelation. Mm-hmm. So I was, well, you know, that's very much who I am and the type of stuff that I did when I was in college. So I got with uh, the choreographer here from the dance company, and I brought a little bit of my script, and we sat down, and we totally tailor-made it for myself. And that's where all my talents come from. Even when I did Black America Newcomer, I spoke live, and I did a, um, I was Jesus in Black Nativity mm-hmm. when I um, hit Alabama State. So I actually took one of my monologues from there and used one of my cousins, um, the Lady Isis. She was Mary Magdalene, and she washed my feet. And I actually, um, speaking of Cameron Black, she was in the pageant that year. Yeah. And um, he had an amazing talent, and I brought my own talent there. And, you know, we actually ended up tying for talent, you know. So yeah. I definitely think he did what works for him, and I did mm-hmm. what works for me. And mm-hmm. we were both successful in that particular category because we stay true to who we were. Right. Um, and that's the thing I feel that a lot of our newcomers actually don't do. Even some of the national title holders at times, I think just having conversations with some of my brothers and sisters, a lot of times people try to put this notion in our head of what we should be doing. Oh, child, you should have did such and such. Because you know when what's the name did that? This is but what mm-hmm. might not necessarily work for me. Or for you. <laughs> exactly. so, um, so my advice to the people coming up and the way um, they should pick talents, do what's comfortable for you. And a lot of times it doesn't take a lot of yeses. The the only one yes that counts is yours. That's Doing right. my Black American talent, nobody wanted me to do that talent. They're like, that's not pageantry. That's not what they do. But I knew that I could kill it. I knew that I could definitely deliver that. And I got on stage, and all four people that told me no, at the end of the night, they were like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And mm-hmm. then when I, when I made it larger for Black America and for Black Universe, everybody just loved, you know, and added the fabric and all, and right. all that stuff. It was just like, oh, my God, you know, that's amazing. But that's true to who I was. So my advice for anybody that's looking for a talent, do what you're going to say yes to. Do what you're going to feel comfortable with. Get into the trend of thinking, okay, well, I see everybody else doing jacket. That's not for Yes. <laughs> that's not for everybody. What that's one nice. person may deliver, I may can't. I'm not a dancer. So I know. I can't split and kick and do all that, but I do what's good and what works for Tariqa. And, and, and that's the best thing. I mean, I think that's the best advice. Um, and for me, you know, having uh, traveled to, um, you know, I travel for my national competitions, such as Continental and US of A and things of that nature, Black Universe, Black America. And what I um, appreciate is when a person can really put forth a talent. 
you know, not – because I want people to realize um, that talent is a category, just like your clothes category, your presentation, whatever, your interview. It's a category, and it's a, cat- a category that counts. It's a category that has points. And you can't have this elaborate package with clothes and things of that nature and speak so, you know, articulate when your interviews and question and answer, but have a lackluster talent. You know, so I, I won't – and people take the, the gospel, and, and I don't have anything against the gospel, trust me, but – They'll take the gospel and say, hey, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And, then, and like you said, they're not saying true wow. to themselves. Right. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, for all of you listening out there, I mean, you know, I, even now, you know, I'm, I'm going into the whole pageant consulting thing. So, you know, by me having just sat, you know, sit back, watching pageants, observing, judging pageants, tabulating pageants, being a pageant director, you know, I'm now wanting to say, okay, no, baby, we're not doing no gospels. If you want me to come to you, if you want to come to me for a talent, we're going to Think creatively, you know, create, we're going to be creative with it, and we're going to be something, you're going to do something that's going to be tailor-made for you and you only. So thank you so very much, and I'm sure they appreciate that. So hopefully in 2014 we'll see some real talents out there. Um, just a couple yeah. more questions, and we'll be done. Um, let's talk candidly, and I'm saying candidly, on the decline in pageantry as a whole. I was very excited to hear some of the answers to the question after the top five male finalists at university this year. But let's get your take on it. What do you feel is the reason for the decline in pageantry today? And what do you think you will be able to do to contribute to ensure that we see more contestants competing at the national level? Honestly, and (laughs) this is from having conversations with a lot of my elders, such as Aja and Sion and Tommy Ross and Gerald, um, money is not what it used to be. Hmm. Number one, there were different ways that we we all know in the past. People they were able to get U-Hauls and beads and stones and flights and all this, but a lot of particular stuff isn't working anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying anything negative to the people that you know still are trying to do those things, but I definitely think that. Finances is a major role in pageantry, and I feel right. like even Black Universe is something that so many people want, and right. it's all intimidating to come to the pageant and you're not able to compete the way you think you should. So a lot of people, I spoke with two males on this past year, and I was like, well, you have some nice stuff in your closet, and I went through their closet with mm. them, and I was like, okay, well, then pull this, and we can do this and do that, and they're just like, well, Black Universe is not going to like that, you know. Black Universe, you know, these fashions have to be on. So I just want to take another year, and I just want to, you know, save my money. So I definitely feel like finances is one of the major, major parts that uh, has caused a lot of people to actually sit down from patents, and we're not seeing, like, number turnout. Right. Um, I know, for one, me, I'm in Texas. Mm-hmm. Black Universe is in Atlanta. So it was very, very expensive for me to I'm actually sure. – put together a package that was worthwhile and actually travel down there with the dance company and flights and mm, 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 mm. <laughs> you know, it, it was the the money I spent on presentation alone was ridiculous. So I could definitely see why a lot of people they tend to steer back from pageants and a lot of newcomers though, they've actually started jumping at Mr and, and Miss 
backpacker, Mr. Miss Valero, Mr. Miss <laughs> Hello. Because those pageants don't require as much, mm-hmm. and they give, you know, self-expression presentations, and they can just come and just bring what they have, which I don't think is necessarily good because you're letting them know from this point, well, you just come and bring me what you have, and we'll still accept you, but then when you get to the national level and you go to black America, you go to universal renaissance, and that standard has been actually raised, your preparation process has to then change. The one thing that I could personally do or the one thing that I've actually done and I've continued to do mm-hmm. is just let my children know, for one, this is a strategy. If you want to win the pageant, let's come up with a formula and let's strategize. I have two, um, two of my kids that are the Westland newcomer, and what okay. we've been doing, we've been strategizing. We've been knocking one thing off at a time. You can still go be effective, look like money, and do everything that you want to do, but you just have to section it off. And so what we've been doing, I've been working with them, giving them a time frame. I gave them a, a time, okay, presentation. We're going to start with this, 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 this. By this deadline, this needs to be finished. Then we'll start with shoes. Right. And when we broke down the line, well, yeah, it's not as expensive as I thought it would be there, but I'm starting so early, and the patch is not to July. Exactly. But hey, you know, Hello. <laughs> You'll have exactly what you need, and it's uh-huh. in a timely manner. So if anything goes wrong close toward the end, we'll know exactly what needs to be done, what's not done. And I think anything can be accomplished just with strategizing and just knowing where you're going and knowing how to stretch everything out and prepare. Preparation is the key. You have to prepare. Everybody can't just jump in the pageant, you know. Everybody's not crafting these days. And right. in the in the old days, well, I don't want to say old days. I want to offend <laughs> anybody out there. Right. <laughs> but in those times, you know, crafting was very fluent. So yeah. they could go and they could craft and they could get them a $3,000 gown in two weeks because right. they had the money to do that. But in the real world, for somebody that works a 9 to 5 or a 7 to 3, and their paycheck is only like $600, $700, you know, and you got rent to pay, and you still want your lights on, you know, you're like, ooh, pageant or lights. Hello. <laughs> Let's get those priorities in order. Right. So anybody with common sense, you're going to pick those lights, I hope. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> but, you know, some of them that are not doing what they should. Right. But, yeah, I get it. I truly get it. Well, I mean, I just want to thank you so very much. Um, I hope that wasn't. Too many questions, but, you know, for me and for this interview segment, you know, um, as I have already advised my viewers is that basically it will be one, you know, once a month, and it will, you know, highlight or spotlight someone that's in our community. And, of course, I just hope that you will be able to, you know, also support the project because, of course, every second, well, the second, third, and fourth week of each month, you know, we'll actually have, you know, open discussions. I'll have rotating hosts. They'll be online, and we'll be talking about different, you know, just different topics or whatever. So, Tariko, feel free to, you know, when you, when I'm saying, hey, somebody, you know, I, I, we need a topic. What can we discuss? I want you to also reach out because, as I've told everyone, this is not only my project, not only my, you know, rotating host project, but it's everybody's project. It's everybody's baby. It's, you know, this, it's, this is our project, you know, and I want to put some, some positive, you know, vibes out there in the universe. So I want to start off with you because I think that you are a positive individual, and even though sometimes you may – 
you know, be kind of low-key, which is actually great. You know, not everybody in your business, but at the same time, you are very positive, and I wanted to start off with someone that was, uh, you know, that positive, you know, vibe and, and influence on the community. So thank you so very much. Now, is there anything that you would like to leave us with? I mean, just anything. It could be pedantry. It could be, you know, just positive, you know, energy out there, whatever. Is there anything you want to leave us with before we let you go? Um, I want to say thank you for the experience and the, the opportunity. I'm always grateful to actually talk when whenever anybody wants to talk to me. For anyone who mm-hmm. knows me, I love to talk. So I want to say thank you <laughs> for the opportunity to actually tap a little bit into who who I am past the stage lights and everything. And um, Anything that you guys would need from me as far as, you know, topics, as far as calling in, if you need me, I'm always here and always okay. ready to work. So, um I just want to tell everybody, stay positive and go for what you know and stay true to who you are, whether it's in real life or whether it's in the entertainment aspect. Stay true to who you are. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> you. You said to do what? What did what you say? What you say? Let go, let God. Let go, let God. Hello. Well, thank you so much, Sirico. Um, Please get well. Text me, call me, let me know what's going on. I want to make sure that you're, you're A-OK. Um, are you going to be in New Orleans this weekend or anything? Um, well, I'm set to be there on mm-hmm. Friday, but uh, hopefully I'll be better. But if I don't get better, I think I'm going to stay in. So well, I'm yeah, most definitely. Your health is very much important. You've been traveling. You've been competing. You've been relinquishing, relinquishing titles and things. So, you know, if you can't make it, that's fine. I'm sure we'll see you in 2014. Okay, and All I'll right. talk to you guys later. Well, I have got to say that I am very, very, very ecstatic. I am very, very happy. I am very, very thankful to the Almighty God for allowing me to sit still and to really start working at what I feel my purpose is. So thank you all for allowing me to, even though it was a little long today, it was my first show, and I had to get the use to, you know, got to get everybody used to what's about to come, what's about to happen. And I know that this is going to go really, really fast, and things are going to change really quickly, but I think that once you start tuning into the second, the third, and so forth, you know, shows, you're really going to be able to enjoy it. You're going to be able to laugh. You, We never know. We may be crying on the phone and, and talking when we have our open discussions. But I just want someone or everyone to take something back from each and every episode that we have. And as long as you love it, as long as you like it, and as long as you treat it as yours, I'll continue to do just what I'm doing. Okay, I'm giving back to our community. I'm giving back and putting positive energy out there into our universe that we all share. Okay, so again, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. The Talk with Mike and Friends, the Facebook page, I'll share it as much as I can. For those of you who have liked my page and who are about to listen to the interview and the show and everything, share it as well. Share it on your wall. I want to know what people think. I want to know what, you know, I'm, I'm sure that I'm going to have a lot of 
you know, maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that, and that's fine. I'm, I, I'm going to take it, and I'm going to own it, you know, because this is all about a learning experience. And for me, for me to just be doing this by myself, coming up with it, and now getting other people to share my vision, it takes a lot. But we're going to make it happen. And even though, you know, you're going to have those that who don't support you publicly but live for you privately for what you do in advance, I thank you. Okay? So hit me up. Uh, my Twitter, I'm going to start with my Twitter, at Micah Adrian, that's M-I-C-A-H, Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N. Also, Micah, the talk, so M-I-C-A-H-T-H-E-T-A-L-K. All right? So we got Micah Adrian and we got Micah, the talk. Then we have my email or our email. It's our email, guys. So it's Micah, the talk. No, I'm sorry. It's the talk. With Micah, get me straight, get me straight. The talk with Micah at gmail.com, right? The talk with Micah at gmail.com. It's a lot of things to remember. You know, you got to remember these passwords and these usernames and all of that, but it's all for you guys. So, the talk with Micah at gmail.com, that is our email inbox. I've already told you countless times on how to, to use that. And make sure you go to our Facebook page and like it and love it and live it, and that's your house. That's where you live. That's where you reside. You take care of it. I'll take care of it as well, okay? And that's going to be the talk with Micah and friends. I don't know who's going to be my very first um, co-host, rotating co-host, but like I told my friend, I'm just going to put some names in the hat, draw it out, and those three names will be my first rotating host. And I hope you guys love them because I hope I love them too because they're sharing my vision and our vision, and this is our baby. All right, and so we're going to raise it up beautifully. I, again, want to thank everyone. And as you see, you may hear happy people playing in the background. I told you, whatever mood I'm in, that's what we playing. I'm happy right now. I'm ecstatic because like my uh, <laughs> faith just said, feels like you just gave birth to a baby, right? Yeah. So when you give birth to a baby, you're very happy. And I want all of us to raise it because I can't do it all by myself. All right? So thank you once again. Thank you again to Rico Ross St. James for taking the time out of your busy schedule um, to, uh, you know, let us know a little bit about you. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, be blessed.